Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Good afternoon. This is Tracy Murda here with the Future Tech Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest, Beverly uh, Macy. Beverly, welcome to the show. We've got tons, I guess, we could talk about since you have a a lot of experience in a lot of different areas that we're looking at. So tell me a little bit um, about yourself and your experience and knowledge in the blockchain Bitcoin arena. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, Really happy to be here. So um, my background is really kind of corporate America. Um, I started my uh, career many years ago in actually software development. And then I was with Xerox Corporation for for over a decade in sales and marketing functions. Um, I also teach part-time at UCLA and I teach in the marketing executive marketing certificate program which is really about branding and now a lot of social and digital marketing and things like that. And then recently I have been uh, involved in blockchain and Bitcoin here in Los Angeles. There is um, an organization called the LA Blockchain Lab, which is a consortium of UCLA, USC, Caltech, and the city of Los Angeles. And I'm a strategic advisor for that uh, organization. Um, And we are looking at both educating uh, developers and consultants and people to be in this space, as well as working with um, uh, different clients in different industries to start understanding this brand new technology and how it might be applied in um, industry, whether it's insurance or banking or supply chain management and and on and on. So it's very, very exciting. It's brand new. There's a lot of uh, hype around it, obviously on the Bitcoin side, um, and a lot of mystery. What is it? What does it mean? But there's the blockchain technology, which is separate really from Bitcoin, even though Bitcoin is a blockchain, sits on top of blockchain. The blockchain technology might, and I say might because we're still exploring this, have some benefit in industry. And that's quite exciting. So Beverly, what, what, I mean, I can think off the top of my head, I mean, when it comes to the law and blockchain and Bitcoin as well, I mean, there's compliance issues, there's, I mean, there's so much that's unexplored yet or still being, you know, kind of peeled away different layers of this. Um, what are some of the ways, you know, for, aside from the compliance stuff, what are some of the ways that you see blockchain affecting or impacting some of the legal realms? Well, it's a great question. And as a matter of fact, I will be presenting to the Beverly Hills Bar Association this week along with two attorneys. I am not an attorney, but they are attorneys. I will be coming at it more from the academic side. But we will be looking at and having a a really robust uh, discussion on exactly that. A lot of attorneys, especially tax attorneys, are finding themselves getting asked questions. Um, If you bought Bitcoin uh, in 2017 or 2016, well, let's say 2017, you got a tax bill. 
um, this year if you made money or if you lost money? Um, or did you get a tax bill? And there's, it's all over the map right now. So attor- some attorneys are getting inquiries from clients saying, what do I do? What does this mean? Um, others are looking at, uh, especially in estate planning or investment uh, kind of uh, tax advice, is Bitcoin an, an, a currency? Is Bitcoin a, uh, an asset? Should it be treated like gold? I mean, these are some really massive uh, topics. If you think about it, this is, uh, these are big questions and there's no simple answers. So what I can say is that right now, it's really about um, having conversations. And so whether it's forums or panel discussions or speakers, um, there's a lot of activity going right on right now, just really in the educating the marketplace on what all of this means. So there's that side of it for investors and, and individuals, et cetera. The second piece is really looking at industry. And as companies start thinking, do we want to move into this new technology that potentially could be very beneficial to us? And so companies in the insurance industry and, again, in supply chain management and automotive and entertainment, it's happening everywhere. This is kind of a hot new buzzword. And so, again, what we're doing a lot of right now is education. What is blockchain? What does it do? Why would you care? Why does somebody like IBM's CEO, Jenny Romady, is the uh, CEO of IBM, and she claims that IBM believes that blockchain will be more important than the Internet itself to business going forward. That's a pretty big statement. So, so it's a fascinating time. So, I mean, Barbara, what are the dangers of anyone who's involved in blockchain, Bitcoin, you name it? I mean, if you don't fully understand it when it comes to those tax issues or if you're using it running a business, um, you know, compliance wise, things like that. I mean, what are some of the, the pitfalls you're seeing people run into? Well, first of all, exactly what you're saying. People don't really understand it. One of the issues right now is the SEC has not firmly determined that Bitcoin is a security. And until that happens, there's been some dancing around it, and there's different issuances that they make related to uh, proclamations, but there's been no definitive direction given to the marketplace, whether that's Wall Street or the legal market or the individual investor. So that's one big problem. And everybody's waiting with bated breath uh, for this to occur. I read just today, I believe, they, the SEC has announced a cryptocurrency um, uh, guru, if you will, for um, you know, to start sorting some of these things out. And that is going to be a big deal because it needs to happen. So there's there's a lot of confusion around it in that side. So that's number one. Number two is we really have to separate, you know, cryptocurrencies, which is Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum, Ripple. There's, a, there's about 1,500, apparently, uh, currencies. And then blockchain, which is its own technology. And then to confuse matters even further, if we're not confused enough already, um, there's cryptocurrencies, which are like money, but not really. And then there's something called, and those are called tokens. So those are security tokens. 
or crypto tokens. And then there is utility tokens, which are not a security. And so, again, this is very confusing. So attorneys are being asked all kinds of questions, everything from what is Bitcoin to, you know, I, ha I think I have some, what should I do with it? A lot of people were playing around with it a few years ago and kind of for fun, you know, said, oh, yeah, right, I'll buy a Bitcoin, whatever that is. And maybe they paid $100 for it. And at the end of 2017, one Bitcoin was worth was going for $20,000, which was crazy. But that's what they were going for. So you might have had one Bitcoin and suddenly it's worth $20,000 and not even realized it. I mean, so again, there's a lot of hype and a lot of kind of what they used to consider froth in the marketplace, so to speak. Well, so I was, what I was going to say is, I, just as an example, to give you what our attorneys talking about, just to give you a little bit of, of an example of the agenda for this week's uh, meeting at the Bar Association or presentation at the Bar Association, we will start with explaining blockchain, and then we will talk about cryptocurrencies, and then we'll talk about the regulatory framework, about what's going on around it. Um, and then the final thing we'll try to speak to is the use of cryptocurrencies in business transactions. So that is what a group of attorneys are going to be gathering to talk about. So you can get a flavor for kind of pulling it into, you know, some serious topics and some real world, uh, uh, let's get some reality in this. And I think that whenever you have something brand new like this, you want to look to the attorneys, you want to look to the regulators to really give us kind of a level set, you know, what's really going to happen. So that that might help in terms of what people are talking about. Definitely. What are some other uh, areas or sectors that you see blockchain impacting? Well, one of the most exciting areas that people have a lot of hope for right now is in supply chain management. And the reason they have a lot of hope for this is that any any industry that has a lot of middlemen and a lot of paper exchanging hands, which it's hard to believe that there still is business that's done, you know, that's really paper-based. Um, the shipping industry is one industry that is fraught with about hundreds of people that touch from, you ship something from one end of the globe to the other, and there's all kinds of paperwork that in, is involved with the ports and the and the SKUs and the product itself and uh, just on and on and on. So looking at the supply chain management is one big area that um, that is being looked at right now. Just in May, um, HSBC, the big bank, HSBC, used blockchain to pay for a shipping transaction that was made for soybeans transported from Argentina to Malaysia. And this was a big deal. It made headlines in Bloomberg and a bunch of other places because this was one of the first real world examples of blockchain being used not only to track the the ship the, the supply chain in the shipping side of it, but also in the transaction side of it. So actually, cryptocurrency was used in the in the transaction. So that was a big deal. So that's one area, and we can think of lots of different applications in supply chain management. Uh, UPS and FedEx have both announced huge uh, R&D investments into looking into blockchain at this point. Uh, could it help them? 
The second area that's very interesting is something we call provenance, which is the tracking of ownership of assets. So IBM and De Beers Diamonds have teamed up to use blockchain to track diamonds from the mine to the jewelry store. And what this means is, you know, there's a lot of fraud. There's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of funny business it, apparently, and then we know there was a famous movie called Blood Diamond, etc. But there's a lot that goes on in that space, and this is an area that um, uh, people feel very confident about that could be um, something to look at. So this IBM and De Beers will be doing it related to diamonds, but this could be automobiles, this could be artwork, this could be anything that is of high value that exchanges hands over a period of time. So that's another area that people are looking at. So those are two kind of big examples that are out in the marketplace right now. And Beverly, I've seen some things where, I mean, you've talked about different marketing strategies and how blockchain is kind of impacting that field as well. Um, how how deep blockchain changing the way businesses should or are marketing? Well, in the in the marketing area, so let's shift gears a little bit and just kind of get into the world of digital marketing, which is obviously most marketing today, you know, if it doesn't have a digital marketing component, if it's not entirely digital, it has a digital marketing component is the, the way to put it. And so digital marketing and digital advertising, et cetera, is a whole ecosystem of its own based on you're in this world, you know, based on clicks and uh, views and shares and all kinds of metrics that, yes, we can measure in um, in digital, which is great. We can get measurement where we didn't used to be able to, but there's a lot of fraud in that area as well. There's a lot of fake kind of clickbait and all this kind of stuff that goes on. So there's speculation of not now, but, you know, as blockchain, uh, you know, kind of matures, would blockchain be able to be applied to that kind of supply chain, if you will, of, of its own? I mean, in other words, that's a digital supply chain, but could blockchain put some trust? One of the things blockchain does, because it's a distributed ledger technology that's available to anyone to see is that it restores trust. And this is what you hear a lot in the blockchain universe is, you know, we've we've lost trust uh, globally. We've lost trust in institutions and in banks and in, in the news. I mean, there's fake news everywhere, fake everything. So how do we restore trust? And um, that might be something that will be looked at. So in the advertising side, I think you could see that potentially it's not going to happen, you know, next month. This is this is going to take time to mature. But that's where people are looking at really putting some some um, kind of, you know, honest broker, a true honest broker in the middle of the supply chain in digital, if that makes sense. So absolutely. So you're kind of the the blockchain go to girl. <laughs> Seems you've got a, a lot of <laughs> expertise and, and experience in a lot of different sectors. Uh, mm -hmm. where, yeah, where do you see blockchain? I would just say this is a huge broad question, but, you know, coming to the end of 2018, where do you see some of these things that we talked about today, um, specifically with the, the legal stuff and the, the compliance and any new laws that they've been lagging around and, you know, waiting to get back to us on? 
I think we're going to see some. I think we're going to see some um, definition coming to the marketplace. What I mean by that is, I do think that there will be some kind of um, there'll be some kind of uh, pronouncement from the SEC, whether that is whether that is uh, you know this new. Um, I'm just looking at the uh, the headline. The SEC just appointed its first ever crypto czar, and that was today's news. This well, actually, that was June 4th, so that was yesterday. And what this will do is this will um, hopefully give some clarity to the market. So this is a big deal. And the fact that they even acknowledge that they need to do it uh, is a positive move in the marketplace, people feel. So that'll be very interesting to see what this new uh, crypto czar comes up with. Are there any, you know... Um, announcements from the SEC. So that's one side. I think that from the industry side, we will see um, hopefully some more use cases that people can point to to say, oh, uh, you know, this insurance company or this shipping company or this automobile company, there's a lot of talk in the automotive space of um, kind of the, the life cycle of a vehicle. You know, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, how many times is it serviced and is the, is the speedometer really accurate? And especially when you get into luxury cars, you know, that are certificated, is the certificate authentic and things like that. So we might begin to see some of those kinds of use cases appearing towards 20, the end of 2018, which will give the market, you know, some, some, oomph in terms of others starting to explore this area. But I can tell you, my phone is ringing off the hook these days for uh, requests to come and give an hour or two or even a half a day, uh, you know, talk and lecture and discussion, lead a discussion internally in corporations. I'm spending most of my time right now doing exactly that. If you have a few minutes, I, I do want to touch on some of the other areas that we were talking about that you have your fingers in, um, and that sure. comes to the the social media stuff. Maybe we can uh, also yeah. link this into the blockchain as well. But I, I do want to talk about the importance of sort of the on the spot social media marketing and kind of what you're doing with that. Sure. So that's a really exciting area as well. I wrote a book back in 2010 on uh, the power of real time social media marketing because I saw a big shift occurring in the marketing universe. And it was very exciting. Um, I think we've seen over the last couple of years uh, that there is also a dark side to social media. And that's been very unfortunate, but hopefully it'll level itself out. Nonetheless, in terms of a business person, any business person, a professional person and a professional entity, you know, nowadays being in social media in some way, shape or form is almost, a, you know, a, a must have. You you can't really operate in today's world without something, some kind of social footprint. It doesn't have to be super extensive. You don't have to be on every platform, that's for certain. But some of the big ones, the LinkedIn Facebook, maybe Twitter, maybe Instagram, if you're a visual industry like travel or something, um, you know, these days it's, it's, it's a given. Why do you think a lot of, you know, attorneys, whomever, are somewhat afraid to engage in social media or maybe just not sure how to use it? Well, I think, I think it's the second part of your question. You know, I think the fear is, uh, in the beginning, the fear was just the unknown. I don't know what this is going to do. 
as I said, we've seen the dark side of social media in the last couple of years, both in, you know, uh, politics as well as entertainment and just people kind of getting, you know, uh, getting a little sour on the whole idea of so much data, so much information being out there. So I think a little bit of caution is not a bad thing. However, having a presence on LinkedIn as a professional entity and individual is something you can absolutely control. And it's almost like having an ad in the yellow pages in the old days or something like that, it, or a business card. I look at LinkedIn as kind of an electronic business card. So you can control what you put on it, and you don't have to post on LinkedIn all the time or anything like that if that's not your style. If you want to, you can. You could you could become a subject matter expert in the LinkedIn environment. So I think that something like that for a professional is important. Arguably, Facebook, having a presence in Facebook doesn't hurt. Although even Facebook these days, people are questioning, you know, do we really need to be there? Um, I think that because it's such a big uh, audience and so many people in Facebook that it does make sense to have kind of put a stake in the ground and have a presence. But, you know, that's really up to the kind of what type of firm are you and, and how, how comfortable are people with doing that. So I, I do think it's important um, how you use it uh, as a professional is really the key. So you don't have to be chit-chatting with your clients. That's not what you're going to do. But can you link to interesting industry articles or, or white papers or reports can you be a, a resource for information? Absolutely. And you would do that anyway. And so this just helps you to do it in an electronic environment and can boost your brand. So I think that absolutely it can be utilized. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of caution, but um, today this is your electronic business card. Awesome. Well, again, Beverly, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a lot of really useful and good information for all of our listeners today. Beverly, if anyone is looking to get in touch with you on any of these matters, uh, what is the best way form to contact you? Well, I'm on all of the social platforms, but you can also uh, email me at beverlymacy at gmail.com. And I'm uh, uh, delighted to uh, interact with people. If you want more information on blockchain or want any um, uh, a presentation or something like that, just put that in the subject line so that I kind of know where you're coming from. And I'm happy to help. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Beverly, and I hope you have a great day and enjoy tomorrow. It sounds so exciting. We'll check in with you and see how it all goes. Thank you again. Really appreciate uh, it. Have a good one. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review and discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.